God, his head came right off. Take that, you Saracen dog. <laughs> um, right, come gather ye friends around your flickering campfires and listen to tales You're of... You're gonna have your garters for good. Oh, Christ, alive! <laughs> Kiss! Crush! Get a hold of the narrative. This is madness. Yes, we know you like a cold start, but this is. I'll fill you in. <laughs> this is too cold, Bob Bob. This is an entirely too cold start. It's not me. I told you it's Bear Bear. I told him it was fine to make himself the main character, and now he's completely lost <laughs> it. <laughs> And who exactly are we going to get to unhorse Richard the First, the Lionheart, one of the greatest warriors in medieval history? Well, it is said that only one man ever defeated him in combat. Who, man? Who? One man, mummy! Oh, hello, listener. It is I, William Marshall. Called by some England's greatest knight. Now, whilst there are records of me being in the Holy Lands, there are no accounts of me ever fighting Saracens. That bit's all just because the boys find them being Scousers amusing. Isn't that right, silly boys? Sir William, what a guy. So, there's been a bit of silliness, but there is an account of me fighting Richard the Lionheart. And it went something like this. Ride, Mrs. Clipdiclop, yeah! Stay down, my lord. Your brother would be most annoyed with me if I killed you. Your dad probably wouldn't be bothered. Oh yeah? And who says I'll let you kill me? Okay. You Plantagenets, so stubborn. Let's see if that fellow your father paid for knew his stuff. How about that? a surprise for you. Oh, come on now, lad. Don't make me hurt you. I hate you. Richard, not revenge of the Sith. You're better than that. Oh, fine, I yield. I'll give you it, lad. You aren't half bad. Ooh, that rhymes. I actually broke a sweat there. Come on up, you get. Take my hand. You're not too bad yourself, Marshal. It's a shame you're working with my idiot older brother. I am not an idiot. Would an idiot eat a crayon like this through the nose? Yes, that is exactly what an idiot would do. Hang on. What's going on? I, I thought we were ambushed by Saracens. That was the last episode, Tombo. It's four years later. 1183, but but if it's four years later, then Henry the Young King has died. Poor Goose. I miss him so. But he was just there. He, he had a line. That is because I am now a Jedi ghost. Use the crayons, Duke of Aquitaine. No, you are not. This is my episode, Henry. You had your moment in episode 18. 
I'm in that too, listener. In fact, it's the second of my trilogy. Can we please focus on me? I will always be with you, brother. Oh, I really hope that isn't true. If you're now not fighting Saracens on the way to Jerusalem, who are you fighting? And why is William Marshall fighting against you? Richard is fighting against his father, Henry II. I'm fighting King Dad because after Henry died... And brought balance to the fourth. He decided to give Aquitaine, my Aquitaine, to my weasel-faced little brother John. I was so annoyed I teamed up with Philip II of France to stop him. Which led to Richard and I having the scrap we just had. Isn't this the second time you've rebelled against your father? Indeed. And the only way he got me to stop on this occasion was to release my mother, Eleanor of Aquitaine, from captivity. The captivity she was put in for making you and your brothers rebel against her husband, your father. That's the TLDR indeed. They're a complicated bunch, Tombo. That's putting it simply, Sir Marshall. So what happens next? Well, I'm going to ride off into the sunset and let Richard have the spotlight. You're too kind, Marshall. Goose. Do you ride with me? Always, Sir William. Always. See you around, Lionheart. Try and stay out of trouble, yeah? Climb up, Henry. Yes, Marshal. And remember, the Force is always with you. Ride, Mrs. Clippity-Clop. Ride! Um, if he's a ghost, why does he need to ride the horse? I don't really know, Your Majesty. This episode has started weirdly. Is that you done with Rebellion? Nope! I reckon I'll give it two years and then have another go. Harsh cut to the 4th of July, 1189! Your Majesty! Your Majesty! King Henry! Yes, ma'am? What is it? Why such panic? The Lionheart! He's here! In balance! He's... Hello, Father. Richard, you've been a very naughty boy. Three rebellions. I've half a mind to send you to bed with no dukedoms. It looks like third time's the charm, doesn't it? I have crushed your army, Father. There is nowhere left for you to go. It is time to make me your heir. Never. I'd rather see John on the throne. What? Let's not say things we can't take back. Sorry, sorry, I spoke in haste. Make me air, father. It's all you have to do and the fighting stops. Very well. You leave me no choice. I accept your terms. I hereby officially declare you my heir. You will be king when I die. Nice! Hooray for me! I will take what's left of my army to sheen on. Meet me there and we shall discuss a long and fruitful partnership that will see the next few years bring a great period of peace and prosperity to all of Europe. A toast, my son, to the future! To the future! Two days later, Henry II was dead. It is said that his corpse bled from the nose in Richard's presence. In the 12th century, this was believed to be a sign that Richard had caused the king's death. Slander! King Dad died for being old and nothing else. He was 56. That's a good innings. Right. 
Uh, Richard the Lionheart was formally invested as Duke of Normandy on the 20th of July 1189 and then crowned Richard I of England at Westminster Abbey on the 3rd of September that same year. A day that passed peacefully and with no uncomfortable history at all. Um, really? It's just the tone of your voice indicates that the uncomfortable history alarm is about to go off. And there it is. Oh, all right, fine. Uncomfortable history did happen. There was a horrid riot against the Jewish population of London because, and and this is very important to remember, history people are awful. And in my defence, I did tell everybody to stop it. Mm, A great help. It should have been. I was literally just kinged. When they didn't listen, I had all the ringleaders horribly executed to remind everyone that I was in charge and that everyone should do what I say. And to uh, defend the Jews. I'd like to believe so. Let's just leave it at that, shall we? So, after you were coronated, what happened next? Did you tour your new kingdom and drink in its rolling hills and bounteous pastures? Nope, I left almost immediately. News had reached us the previous year that Saladin had taken Jerusalem, and I had decided to take it back. I was going on crusade! God and his mates. The third crusade, to be precise. Oh! Which is why we're on the way to Jerusalem with you. It all all makes sense now. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense at all. Bilbo, it makes perfect sense. How did did Bob Bob put it last week? Oh, yes, that's it. We're Kingdom of Heavening. Hooray! How can this be Kingdom of Heaven? Most of that is set in Jerusalem, not on the road there. Liam Neeson could appear at any moment. I don't know who that is. He's a man from our time, Your Majesty, with a particular set of skills. You get on. We're getting distracted. Sorry. Last week, you said that taking an army to Jerusalem was really expensive. How exactly are you paying for all this? By kinging, Tombo. I'd learned much during my reign as Duke in Aquitaine. I would now put all of those skills to good use. Next! Presenting His Royal Majesty, William I of Scotland, Your Majesty. Ah, lovely to meet you, King Richard. Thanks for making me come all the way down here. The pleasure's all mine, King Willie. Please don't call me that. How was your journey? Well, it was long and hard, and it took nearly three weeks. Oh, you made good time. Anyway, I invited you down here. You ordered me down here. That's what I said. I invited you here to make you an offer, Willie. Yes? Well, you know how you swore an oath of subservience to me, and that means I can make you do anything I like. Yes? Like ordering you to come and see me, even though it takes about three weeks by land in the 12th century. Yes? What if I said, give me ten grand and I'll let you off? What? Your Majesty, as Chancellor, I must object- Quiet, long champ. Let the nice Scottish King speak. Are you serious? Oh, very much so. Pay me 10,000 marks and I'll let you off your oath. Why? I'm going on crusade, lad. Need to free up some cash. What do you say? All right, deal. You'll have your money. Lovely. The moment I have it, you'll be released from your oath. Until then, 
go away. Righty-ho. Thanks very much. Bye. My king, you can't just sell everything. I can and I am. Everything must go, Longchamp. Everything. We're going on crusade. God and his mates. Aren't you a bishop? I thought you'd be dead keen to be getting on with it. I am as excited as can be about this holy calling, Your Majesty. But you've emptied the treasury, spent all of your father's wealth, sold titles, lands and positions of power to the highest bidder. And now you've let the King of Scotland out of his oath of obedience. You need a kingdom to come back to once the crusade is over, my liege. I need money more. My God, I'd sell London if I could find a buyer. Oh, Your Majesty! And that reminds me, Longchamp, you haven't explained to me why you should continue as Chancellor now that I'm King. I would hope my track record and experience would be all the explanation you need, Lord. Well, that's all well and good, but I need further convincing. I don't understand, Your Majesty. A bribe, Longchamp, a bribe. Convince me by giving me money. <gasps> Your Majesty! Well, if you can't convince me, I know a man who can. Send in the Italian! Greetings to you, King Richard. And greetings to you, Don Reginald. Please explain to the current Chancellor your proposal. The proposal that I give you, King Richard. A sack full of cash in exchange for being made Chancellor of England. Well, that is quite the proposition. Don't you agree, Longchamp? My King, I will gladly make a contribution towards the <clears throat> war effort if it means I can retain my position. How much? Um, 1,000 pounds? I offer 1,200 pounds. 1,500? 1,700. Stop it. 2,000? 2,200. He's just adding 200 quid every time. Going once? 3,000. I'll give you 3,000 pounds. Just please don't give my job to this highly suspicious man. 3,500. Sold to the Bishop of Ely. But no, my Italian friend. You're clearly a 20th century mobster. And regardless of the fact that you don't actually exist yet, even I am not so awful that I'd make you Chancellor of England. Better bing, better boom. You win some, you lose some, capiche? Yes, quite. Now, gentlemen, if you'll excuse me, I've got to go and swear an oath to renounce my past wickedness. Doesn't say anything about future wickedness, though, does it? Audible wink. So you sold everything and anything? Yep, pretty good kinging, if you ask me. By the summer of the following year, I'd made enough to set off. Crusade! God and his if you had decided to head to the Holy Land, weren't you worried about what would be happening in England and, you know, to your other lands while you were gone? I was indeed, Bilbo. I knew my brother John had fallen out with Chancellor Longchamp after I made Longchamp regent rather than him. So who knew what the little weasel would be getting up to whilst I was away? I was also worried that my one-time ally, Philip II of France, would be trying to take my territories in mainland Europe. So what did you do? I brought him with me! 
Hello. I'm Philip II of France. Hello, Your Majesty. Philip! Let me introduce the Silty Hosepipe Boys. Um, it's History Boys, Your Majesty. That's what I said. I told Philip all about you last night in bed, didn't I, Philip? You did indeed, Richard. Uh, what? In bed? Don't look so confused, Bilbo. We did it as a demonstration to our nations that we are friends. By spending the night in bed with each other, we show that we are chums. Oh, like a PR stunt or photo opportunity, but in medieval times. I don't know what any of those words mean, but uh, yes. We spent the night in bed to show how close we are and that we won't betray each other. Which we definitely won't do, will we, mate? Oh, absolutely. No betrayals at all over here, pal. Good stuff, chum. Thank you, my good friend. You're welcome, buddy. So, um, um, what's next, then? We've got a ship to catch, Bob-Bob. Next stop, Sicily. Sicily? Why Sicily? My little sister Joan is queen of Sicily, Bilbo, so we're calling in to say hello. Harsh cut to the 4th of October, 1190. My god, he's unstoppable. I could have told you that, Tancred. It's King Tancred to you, prisoner. Ow! My name is not prisoner. It is Geoffrey de Rancon. And you might not believe this, but I have quite a lot of experience in being besieged by the Lionheart. A good five or so years of it, in fact. Oh, do you now? Indeed! He conquered my castle at Taleborg in the last episode, even though to do so was said to have been impossible. Well, he won't be getting in here. That's what I said. He did, though. Ah, man! This guy holds a grudge! You did imprison his sister and steal her inheritance. I gave her back when he got here. But you kept the money. That was where you went wrong. King Tancred, he's here. He's Aha! Tancred! Fancy an unlikely duel? Not really, no. Ah, oh, go on. I wouldn't if I were you, Tancred. King Tancred? Not for much longer. You! Chained to the wall! Don't I know you? Yes, Your Majesty. I am Geoffrey de Rancon of Talleyborg. Huh? Oh, yes! <laughs> weren't you... weren't you bleeding from the front and the back at the same time when I last saw you? Yes, you'd run me through, my lord. Ha! <laughs> Great times! <laughs> the very best. Now then, Tancred! Duel and surrender, or duel then surrender? Which is it to be? Neither. Joke's on you, Lionheart. I wasn't even in Messina when you burnt it to the ground, and I won't make terms until March next year. <laughs> Tancred, away! Ah, that's disappointing. I was in the mood for a duel. Ah, well, shame. Um, a little help? And so, after burning down the city of Messina in Sicily, 
Richard the Lionheart used the less burn bits as his base of operations in a campaign against the usurper, Tancred. But why had he even attacked Messina in the first place? Well, the previous year, 1189, had seen the death of King William I of Sicily. Another one? That's the fourth William this episode. It's an absolute willy-fest this week. With William's death, Tancred had seized power even though the legal heir to the throne was actually William's aunt Constance, who was married to the Holy Roman Emperor Henry VI. Tancred's next move was to imprison Queen Joan, William's widow and the Lionheart's youngest sister. He also kept all the money she'd been left in her husband's will. Richard was not best pleased and... Oh, this is nice. What? This. Look at us. No marching, no soldiers, no kingdom of heavening. Just a good old-fashioned bit of narrating over music, safely ensconced in the narration station. That's not a thing. It is now. Ugh. Richard was not best pleased, and he and Philip stayed in Sicily while Richard tried to get his sister back and her inheritance. The people of Sicily were not best pleased either. And when the citizens of the city of Messina revolted and demanded that all foreign soldiers leave the country, Richard did what Richard did best. His relationship with Philip II of France came under strain also, as Philip was unimpressed with Messina's burning. And looting, so much looting. Looting, which thoroughly annoyed King Philip, probably because Richard didn't share. The Lionheart made a nuisance of himself until, on the 4th of March, 1191, Tancred made terms. Joan was to receive 20,000 ounces of gold in place of the stolen inheritance. And after Richard proclaimed his nephew, Arthur of Brittany, son of Geoffrey, as his heir, Tancred promised to marry one of his daughters to Arthur when he was old enough. Richard was given a further 20,000 ounces of gold to seal the deal. The two kings stayed in Sicily for a further month, but Philip had started plotting with Tancred against Richard. A meeting was held to clear any ill feeling between the two kings, and an agreement was reached. Part of that agreement was Richard cancelling his betrothal to Philip's sister, Alice. He had fallen for a lady called Berengaria of Navra, and was soon betrothed to her instead. April 1191 saw the Lionheart heading to the Holy Land once more. By this point, he'd had an army of 17,000 men. A huge fleet was required to transport so many soldiers. So when a gigantic storm struck, it was an absolute disaster. The fleet was dispersed and many of the ships were lost, including the ship carrying Richard's sister Joan and his fiancée Berengaria. Thankfully, they survived. Their ship was found, along with Richard's treasure ship and the wrecks of many others on the south coast of Cyprus. But it was soon discovered that the ruler of Cyprus had taken all the survivors as prisoners and all the treasure for himself. On the 1st of May 1191, Richard arrived at the port of Lemesos. Company, halt! Now then! I haven't shouted up at any walls yet this episode, but that's definitely happening in the next scene. So I need an alternative. My lord, they're opening the gates. Ah, marvellous. That'll do nicely. A party is riding out. Yes, I do have eyes, Thornham. Thank you. Audio format, your majesty. Oh, yes, I remember. So, the Lionheart, I knew you would come. 
Um, who are you? This is Isaac Komonos, your majesty. Ruler of Cyprus. Is he? Some call me an emperor. His Wikipedia page does claim that, my king. Does it? Well, Isaac, was it? I'm not going to call you emperor. Oh, you're not? No. What I'm going to do is take this port. Then I'm going to take the island. Then I'm going to take your head. Unless, of course, you give me back my treasure. And your sister and your fiancé, my king. Oh, definitely, yes. Those as well. I will not give you a thing. I tell you what, I'll sweeten the deal. I promise that I won't place you in irons. All you have to do is give me back my treasure. <clears throat> and sister and fiancé, yes, Thornham, I was getting to it. Your gold is mine. Your women folk are mine. And all will tremble before the might of me. Isaac Comenios. <laughs> right, you asked for it. Harsh cut to one month from now. Congratulations, King Richard. You have conquered Cyprus in less than a month. God, I'm good. Hooray for me! Though, of course, I couldn't have done it without you, Thornham. You honour me, my king. Or you, Guy de Lusignan. I was genuinely here, listener, bro. Let Richard's armies. Let's go take it up. Oh, man. I got super conquered. And now, come Nuno's. Comenios. That's what I said. And now, to bind you in chains. You said you wouldn't put me in irons. Well, that's why I said chains. The chains are made of silver. Men, bind him. Curse you. Curse you and your clever wordplay. His Majesty is also stripping you of your crest. Yoink! Hey, that represents my honor. Which is why I'm going to give it to the city of Portsmouth. Their soldiers and sailors did the vast majority of the work in this campaign, so your honor is theirs now and for all time. True story, dear listener. Google Crest of Portsmouth. Ah, I've been historied. You'll pay for this lion heart. No, I won't. In fact, now I own Cyprus, I'm going to sell it. Ka-ching! Also true. Richard sold it to the Master of the Knights Templar, who then sold it to Guy de Lusignan. Hey, bro, I turned the island into a stable realm for centuries, you know? Another true story. Stop breaking the fourth wall, man! Right, that's Cyprus dealt with. Tell you what, I'll marry Berengaria, retrieve my treasure, and then what say we get to the Holy Land? After marrying Berengaria of Navarre, Richard the Lionheart set sail once more. His destination? Accra. Gateway to the Holy Land. Lionheart's conquering of Cyprus was a huge help to the European Crusaders. The island was perfectly placed to provide a great jumping-off point to anyone looking to head east. It also increased Richard's reputation as a mighty leader of men. During the voyage, the Lionheart was struck with a bout of Analdia, a disease similar to scurvy. And upon arrival at Accra, he was carried on a stretcher covered in a great silken quilt before its walls. 
Ah, I feel terrible. You really shouldn't be out here, Your Majesty. This is completely unfair. If I'd known I was going to be ill for the shouting up of the walls scene, I'd have done it in Cyprus. Yes, a, a real tragedy, my king. Men, carry me closer. I shall shout from my stretcher. You there! On the walls of the city of Accra! Throw open your gates, or we will put your lands to fire and sword! No! What do you mean, no? Do you know who I am? Oh, I know who you are. You killed my dad. Did I? Yes. Do you remember? Dude, I'm a 12th century Plantagenet. I've killed loads of people. Last episode. You gave his lands to a Viscount! How did that kill him? He died of a broken heart. And dysentery, but mainly a broken heart. Look, I've just remembered I don't care. Open the gates, please. Ah, no! Right, Durankon, hand me a crossbow, will you? You'll never make that shot, my lord. Oh, won't I? When I was a small lad, Back in Shalusha, bro, my father said to me, Gaston, your destiny is to slay Richard the Lion. No, no. Walls so high. Dramatic. Falling death. Inevitable. No! Boom! Right, let's try that again. You there! On the walls of the city of Ekra, throw open your gates, or we will put your lands to fire and sword. No. Oh, come on. Surely that amazing shot from a stretcher was enough to convince you to surrender. Never. You killed my dad. And now my brother. We will never. Ah. How are you even doing this? Okay, Durankon, that's enough shouting, I think. Have Conrad of Montserrat sort out terms with Saladin's forces inside Acre. They can see how massive our army is. They're not going to put up a fight. As you will it, my king. My gums hurt. Have the silly boys end the episode. We'll finish up my story next week. Men! Stretch me away! An excellent suggestion, Your Majesty. Boys? Yes? The King requires you to wrap up the episode so that he can go and get his gross gums looked at. Right you are, Mr. Durankon. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been... The Silly History Boys Show! And for all the shouting up at walls... Making myself the main character and then giving myself loads of lines... And unrealistic crossbow shots... We are, as ever, sorry! Episode 81, or Crusading for a Bruisading, was intimidated, threatened, and flogged by the silly history boys. The parts of Philip II of France, Reginald the Italian, and Tancred, the usurper of Sicily, was played by Tombo Tomfool Furmore. The parts of William Marshall, 
Henry II, William Longchamp, a doomed messenger, Robert of Thorham, Gaston de Gordon, and Henry de Gordon were played by Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram, the parts of Henry the Younger, another doomed messenger, William I of Scotland, Geoffrey de Rancon, and Isaac Comenos, the tyrant of Cyprus, were played by your dear Uncle Bob Bob, Rob Bond, the parts of the ever-returning Guy de Lusignan, and the main man himself, Richard the Lionheart, were played by Stu the Pear Bear Perry. Big thanks to Zap Splat for music and sound effects. Big thanks to Scott Buckley for his track, Juggernaut. Extra thank yous for Shane Ivers at Silverman Sound for the track, Medieval Banquet. And even more thanks for Audio Nautics for the track, Pendulum Waltz. The intro, as ever, was given by Lord Fastfingers. Come check us out on the socials, Facebook, The Silly History Boy Show, whatever Twitter is, SHB underscore show, and on Instagram, The Silly History Boy Show. Want to buy us a coffee on Ko-Fi? Why not? Go to Ko-Fi and type in The Silly History Boys. We shall be back in a couple of weeks' time for the final instalment of Richard the Lionheart. Another one? That's the fourth William this episode. It's an absolute (laughs) willy-fest this week.